0: Talk Radio. Welcome to the Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show, with your featured host, Sha McCain, a forensics counselor, psychic, writer, artist, modern-day Christian mystic, and UFO
1: experiencer. Sha introduced guests who are experts on all aspects of the paranormal and the sacred. The Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show has been featured on Blog Talk Radio as Staff Pick. And now
0: for your host, Shaw McCain.
2: Hi, everybody. It's Shaw McCain. You know, I'm speaking to you live from Southern California where it's beautiful. It's not too cold. It's about 60 or maybe a little less right now. And our coldest has gotten so far is like 54 degrees. So, you know, we're lucky in Southern California, you know, we're spoiled brats. But, you know, in this nice balmy weather, we have to stay in all the time. It's crazy. They don't let you eat outside now. So just my local area in Los Angeles, you can't. And the, and the people put on the, uh, you know, the banisters and the outside heating and everything. And now we can't even eat outside. So everybody's really disturbed in this holiday season. But what we have to do is thank our first responders, you know, the people that are fighting so hard on the front lines for us. And it's my pleasure tonight to introduce somebody that's fighting so hard on our behalf. And she's done this for over 30 years. She's been a nurse, uh, she was an EMT, and she's still a full time nurse. I'm likely to invite her aboard our show. And I'd like to introduce you to June Lundgren. June Lundgren, we're now live.
1: Ah, it's on the good Paranormal to be psychic on. Good to talk to everybody.
2: Yes, yeah, uh, June is a psychic medium nurse and animal communicator and author. And as a young child, she communicated with animals and spirits. And as she grew older, her psychic abilities, you know, got even stronger. And uh, I you to live, live up in Oregon?
1: Oh yeah, I, so I live. I have a three acre, three. I have a three acre
2: farm up here. Oh, how wonderful! That's like a dream to me. And uh, you're an animal psychic, so I know that comes into play in the in the uh, work you do on the farm. And uh, you're being such used to humanity all these years. I've known that I, you've probably pretty well honed uh, your uh, psychic abilities at this point, Miss.
1: Yeah, after this long, yeah, I've I've had them all my life. So it's at a young age, my grandmother, who raised me for the first five years, knew, you know, what it was going on with me, and so she nurtured that and helped me to understand, you know, what I was seeing and what was going on, and she was a big help with for me when I was younger. She uh, she was my mentor.
2: Now, are you talking about uh, your grandma Edith?
1: Yeah. Yeah, Edith was, okay. she, she was first generation American, Irish.
2: <laughs> wow. Uh, You know, I have a Grandma Edith too. That's why it was easy to remember.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's an old fashioned name. You don't hear it very often anymore. Are you still with me? I think we got lost.
0: Hello? Hello? Is this a radio channel? Oh uh, hold on. Let's okay. see. Are you still with me? Are you still, still with, with me? me? Hello? 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 Okay, so I've reconnected, and I think
2: everybody's reconnected. Hopefully, uh, our guests will be able to hear me. Hi, Jenny. There. Yeah. Wow, that's the last time I talk about who you know who again.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they have a habit of causing problems. Uh, Yeah. Well,
2: specifically mine, not your. I mean. Who oh, that, that kind of scared me a little bit. I I knew I should never brought her up. Anyway, so I'm sorry, especially by name. There you go. So, yeah, uh, so anyway, dear, uh, I, I really have to say that she's already worked. You've worked like uh, an extremely long shift, and you still came on the show tonight. And I want to thank you so much for doing that. And if people want to get a hold of you if you just like to email you or something? Um, can you do you share your email?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. They can get a hold of me at demonseer1 at aol.com.
2: Okay, so that's uh, demonseer1 got...
1: at A-O-L- aol.com.
2: Okay, and that's Gmail. Yeah, uh, no, AOL. AOL, okay. Uh, That was a mistake. Okay, so if anybody wants to get a hold of June Lundgren, if uh, something happens to either one of us because of the ether, (laughs) whatever's happening, Demonseer1 (laughs) at AOL.com. Okay, so let's jump right into it because we have, I can see we have a bunch of listeners on already. So what we could do is um, what is negative energy, June?
1: Well, negative energy is, you know, people are responsible for about 90% of negative energy, unfortunately. You know, we carry a lot of baggage. We have a lot of scatteredness, and it's just, it's everywhere. You can, for some people, you can feel it like walking into a room filled with a bunch of people and trying to fight your way through But negative energy itself, like I said, most of it is people. But the other ten percent is, as you say, as I say, downstairs. It's it's a dark realm, and they are right now very prevalent because of all the stress and worry and depression, and anxiety. It forms a virtual banquet. For them to feed off of, they feed off of all this ne- all this negative energy, and and uh, they strive to create even more negative energy. And it's the poor people are the ones that suffer. They don't even realize it until it's too late, and the attachment's already there.
2: Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions: was uh, how can you tell the difference? Uh, Between like let's say If it's a negative energy An earthbound spirit Or it could be mental illness
1: Mm -hmm. There is There are a couple ways To tell the difference Between you know an Earthbound A negative earthbound And a negative demon And uh, earthbound You're going to You're going to feel You know An ominous presence I mean you know If their intent Is negative If their intent Is to do harm you're going to feel that but you'll also have external factors such as you'll have cold spots you'll have the hair standing up on the back of your neck on your arms that sort of thing is earthbound it's very you know it's very uh, easy to to see to feel but if it's a demonic or an inhuman it's different you don't get the cold spots what you get is a cold in you're in the core of you, it's hard to describe. It's you're cold on the inside and it can be a hundred degrees outside, but you're like frozen on the inside. You have this feeling in the pit of your stomach, sick feeling. You can feel like you're going to vomit. you can sometimes people report smelling rotted rotting meat, rotting flesh. Um, you can see the dark you know and then the dark mass will appear. But it's like, it, it's just an overwhelming sense of dread. It's something yes. that you never forget to you encounter these things.
2: Well, I totally agree with you on that because uh, sometimes I, I, well, I'm not one to look for uh, anything. I don't do ghost hunting or anything like that because uh, right. they, have, uh, they have like a way to come to me. And I have lived in so many haunted places, except where I am now, or I could, you know, I have a a constant vigil going. And uh, you mentioned here uh, in some of your writings, like, how would you protect yourself against uh, these type of spiritual attacks? And what I do is I, I actually have a home altar that I keep a candle burning at all times and incense and prayers and stuff like that. But what do, you, right. what do you suggest how people protect themselves?
1: Well, it's, there's a few ways that you can protect yourself. And the thing is, it's like people think, well, you know, I'll get rid of them. You know, and you, there have been people that go in and, and get rid of the negatives, and but they come back because you don't really get rid of them. And in some ways, you know, if you don't know what you're doing, you'll just move them out of the... You'll just kick' them out of the temporary shelter <laughs> and then they'll come back, but a power you know prayer is a powerful thing, and invoking the name of whichever deity that's you know that you believe in, whether it be Buddha or God or Jesus Christ, you know it doesn't matter; it's all about the intention, and the the thought and the intention behind the thought gives it power. That's one of the ways to ward off these things another way is to uh, carry black salt. I make, when I started removing demons about 30 years ago, God said, you know, I want you to protect the people that you're going to help. So I'm going to give you a special recipe for black salt. At that time, I'd never even heard of it. But he says, this is what I want you to put into it. This is how I want you to make it. And at each step in the making of it, I will bless it. And i've never had an issue with it in the 40 years 30 40 years that i've been using it it's always uh, protected it's never failed and you know when you've got when you have god's power behind it it's it's going to protect no matter what i have a sister group i formed in england and she they use black salt necklaces i give them They get a crematory necklace, you know, they get some really nice ones that you can carry ashes in, and they fill it with black salt. And it heats up in the presence of uh, inhuman, and it will get so hot it almost burns the skin. But that's how it protects. It shows you that it's actively protecting, that you're in the presence of it. And so I do sell a lot of black salt, and a lot of people want the necklaces, But that's another way to protect yourself. And then um, what you can do also is to create a white light force field and you put it around yourself and you start out. Michael, the archangel, gave me the uh, exercise for people. So it really does protect against negative energy and negative entities. But you have to be diligent about it. Some of the some of the things that people think will protect them are are like uh, crystals. Uh, they'll say they'll think crystals will protect them. Some people have, have you know there are a lot of some people say oh you just spread break dust off a you know all along the entryway and nobody will you know nothing negative will get in and only, the only thing that won't get in is probably carpenter ants I guess
0: <laughs> but, yeah
1: um, and others you. Others believe in white salt, but white salt will only protect against earth bounds. It won't protect against inhumans. I wish it would, but it doesn't. And like I said, there's a lot of myths. Some believe, you. some of the things that people tell you to do when you have an attachment to try to get rid of it or to try to protect yourself are, are crazy. I mean, you know, it's like, I had a gentleman that was having issues for almost a year, and he was constantly being attacked physically as well as mentally and emotionally. And one person told him to sleep with a bag of tobacco under his pillow. Somebody else told him to walk backwards three times in a circle. You know, it's just people, when they get these attachments, they're desperate. They don't have anybody to go to or they don't know what will work. They'll try anything, you know, playing the uh, uh, Music, you know, religious music um, they're, they're so desperate They'll try anything and everything To protect themselves And I don't blame them I mean, nobody wants to have one of these things Attached to you can, because Yeah, can really you
2: describe Can you describe the Manifestation of these attachments?
1: Usually, Do we dare? It depends upon yeah, yeah, oh yeah just, Michael's here, so not a big deal
2: Okay, good
1: um, What's... uh? What it is is a lot of times it will start out very subtly. You'll, you know, I don't care whether you're in the right place at the wrong time and it takes notice of you or you're out uh, doing an investigation or you're, you know, it can be just literally anywhere. A lot of times it's just the wrong place at the wrong time. And uh, what happens is it starts out slow because what they do is they sit back and they'll wait and they'll watch the individual. They'll watch and study them. They'll look for their weaknesses. They'll look for their strengths. They'll look to see if what's um, what's very you know what's very dear to you, uh, what they can do to use that individual or that thing that's dear to you, and if, how your faith is. Are you strong in faith? Are you weak? Are you easily led? Easily manipulated? Do you have a support system? You know, all of these things is, are what they watch for. And when they're through watching and they've decided that, you know, they know everything about you and they know the best strategy to get to you, then you'll start seeing the physical manifestations. You'll start seeing, it depends upon how they wish to show themselves to you because you, they'll look into your mind and they'll pull out your preconceived idea of what they should look like, whether it's an elephant with green eyes or or whether it's a spider or whatever, they will pull that information out and they'll make you see them ten times worse than what you believe they should look like. Mm -hmm. And they do that to elicit fear. And that's, that's their whole goal, is to elicit fear. Once they do that... Then they start in with other things. They start uh, ruining your health, bringing your health down. They start uh, isolating you from your support system. There'll be fights in the family, fights between friends, you know, anything and everything to try to separate you so you have nobody to help you. You're all alone because that makes you even more vulnerable. They'll put your finances in the toilet. They, you know, you could lose your job. It just keeps adding up and adding up until you're so devastated that you're easily manipulated, and then they move in for the kill. Nine times out of ten, it won't be a possession. They don't need to expend that energy. All they have to do is simply attach themselves to you. And once your life is in the toilet, then they, they might move on to someone else, or maybe they'll just stick around until you either... Either they make you do something to hurt yourself or hurt somebody else, and then they move on to another victim.
2: It sounds like uh, what's really it, it running rampant right now in our world, that uh, people's spirits appear to be crushed, uh, uh, ill health. Yep. You know, the corona, uh, COVID, I mean, is has attacked people in different ways that have ever been tapped before, and uh, I know there has been some concerns about the spiritual people, that people stay strong through uh, all these attacks right now because we are having to stay in the house. Uh, A lot of us don't know what's going on. We don't know the real truth. Yes.
1: Yeah. You are already isolated, so that makes it even easier for them because you're already isolated. And it's easy targets. I mean, I was telling somebody the other day, in January twenty fifth 2018 issue of Newsweek magazine, the Vatican actually came out and said, you know, listen, we're training more exorcists now than ever before because the possession cases are going through the roof. And for them to admit that is something because they never come out and talk about that sort of thing. But when I have a conversation with, yeah, I mean, you know, usually they keep it quiet. They don't want, you know, people to know about it. And it's very hard to get them to take your case. You know, I mean, here's a person suffering for months, weeks, years, and you need all this proof, physical proof, They'll send somebody in, and and you get physical proof. If they don't get physical proof, you know, because the demons are smart enough not to act up when when the diocese are there. They're not going to do it. They're going to sit back and wait and watch and just have a good laugh. And then when they leave, then it's on again. They they may be stupid, but they're not dumb. You know, they know how to. So it's hard for people because they don't know what to do. You know, when the church says sorry, but you know you're crazy, then you know you're you're desperate. You'll do just about anything and everything to get rid of it.
2: Well, that's that's been the time immemorial issue, and uh, I think until the movie Exorcist came out, people didn't really uh, realize how bad this could get. You know that there Hurry is. The, 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 it,
1: you yeah. Know, uh, it's not. It's not something you think about. You know, normal everyday people don't think about things like that. It's only after somebody that you know, or even yourself, has issues that you start really becoming aware of it and thinking about it. And that's my new book that I'm trying to get out. I had to. I had to re-edit it. Is called Demons Here, and in it there's two very good chapters. One of them is on protection, and the other one is on where to get help, how to help yourself, and where to go. And mm-hmm. I have um, people that have volunteered to put their information in that book. Uh, Keith Johnson and Carl Johnson, their their uh, information and how to get a hold of them is in the book, and um, uh, the uh, the Archbishop of the Order of Saint Michael, exorcist out of LA, yeah, came to me and he said, you know, I I want I want you to put the information that I want I want to help. And I'm like, okay, we'll do that. And I have like three or four other people, you know, because I, I can't be everywhere, so it's soon you know, so I have to get reach out and get people to agree to help. East Coast, you know, Midwest, anything like that.
2: Exactly. Are you talking about Ron Fail? Uh, yeah. Brother Ron Fale? Okay. Yeah. Well, he's he's wonderful, uh, and he's helped uh, so many people, too. And, uh, yeah, he's sort of on the retiring end of it. And I don't know if he ever can know, retire, but I'm really I glad he, I don't think
0: he'll ever retire. <laughs> nobody's letting go of him. <laughs> I know he tried, he
2: he got married, he has a beautiful wife, he's tried, but people won't let him go, Mm -hmm. you know, so uh, how do you let people, because things are, I think at different times in your life, I think uh, different things are happening, and your needs are also different, so I think people will come forward, let's say at 60, that wouldn't come forward at 40, or even 30, because, you know, they feel like they can power down on it, but. We're yeah, dealing with it's
1: something. something that, you know, it's something that I'm sure that I'll never, never quit doing. I mean, you know, I've actually seen my death at ninety-three, so I'll probably be doing it till the day I die. So I'm not yeah, I saw my I'm death. At, I saw time, my so. death
2: too at eighty-three. That's weird. Okay, because I, I know that, but I don't. I don't know because I've had some recent health things that were kind of shocking, but. I'm trying to stay positive as I can, and um, yeah,
1: I have, have to just, I have
2: a you know, positive. yeah, I have a, a question to uh, to ask you. Um, I have found that my experiences are very odd. You know, about I've I've actually been haunted by people, if you want to say that's what it is, before they die. I don't know how that is possible, but
1: Oh yeah. Uh, it, can yeah.
2: it has happened?
1: Oh yeah, it can happen. Yeah. People can come to you, their soul can come to you. Yeah, before they're before the when to I me, was but... Yeah, when I was nine years old, my grand I was at outdoor school, we have outdoor school here. And it was April. And my grandfather came to me in a dream, and he said, listen, you know, I said, I'm going to be leaving. You're going to be okay. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. And then he died in September. My grandmother said, well, you know, he came to you because he knew you were important to him, and he wanted you to know what was coming up. So the soul knows, and it'll just come and The soul and, does and tell you. know. Oh, yeah.
2: Because that's happened to me. You know, a few times. But even with animals, I've had animals mm-hmm. that maybe I only didn't really even think about them. You know what I mean? Like, I the, yeah. uh, let's say my mother, my my daughter had a, a dog, a a red chow mix, and uh-huh. I remember I was driving. I'm in to Beach, so the chows in Inglewood. So I'm I'm mm-hmm. driving down Prospect. I can remember exactly what happened. The chows. Face came right up in mine. And I went, Oh my mm-hmm. God, like my daughter's chow that I didn't even know knew yeah. me or ever thought of me. So I called my daughter right away and I said, Daughter, go check on your chow. Your dog, oh, they're okay. I went over there. It was very hot. I said, Please, I'm begging you go check on your dog. And she didn't do it. And when she came over, she went over the house eventually that poor child yeah. had crawled under the house and, and died, you know what I mean, because it, they had yeah. kicked over the Damn. water bowl. Um, it hurt me so bad. It hurts me to so, even tell you that because I told her directly, this is what's happening, this is what your dog says. And, you know, I've, I've said this yeah. numerous times to a lot of people about many different things, and they just yeah. don't uh, – I'm pretty sure uh, a couple of people I want to talk to you about aren't listening.
0: <laughs> That's one good thing. <laughs> That's
2: one good thing about your family shining you on. But anyway, so the one I said, I have a lot of good uh, experience to tell people because I have a feeling about things. And I'm telling you, your lawyer's bad. Go with another yeah, lawyer. guilty. Yeah,
0: exactly. Plead guilty. Is that, is that Plead guilty. Is that <laughs> yes' yeah. whole, and I say that, okay.
2: and I beg, please plead guilty, you know this is <laughs> this friend a friend of a friend, and they don't do it. Yeah. I beg them yeah. do you don't how do you feel about three hundred and seventeen years you've got now? Do you know what i'm yeah. saying
1: exactly they don't how do even know what to say? I win. feel like
2: hitting my head against the wall, really well, this has happened over my and my husband over. Husband. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's like I tell my husband. It's like you know what? I'm gonna give all the I'll give the person advice, but ultimately they've already made up their mind and they know what they're gonna do, and nothing that you can say is gonna change that.
2: You're right. True. You're very nice about the way you're saying that, but it's uh, <laughs> it's something that I want to scream and roll around the the floor. Just listen. I can, you know, I don't know what what can I say? But there's yeah. something you wrote yeah, in one people, of your books because. But the suffering is so bad. You know what I mean?
1: I know. But, you know, the soul makes these terminations. hmm, The problem, you know, we we come down. It's like people think, oh, well, you know, who would want to? I tell people there are certain things that are set in stone. The time you come in, the method in which you die, Mm -hmm. all of that is set in stone. I said everything else in between is free will. So if you don't listen to your soul and you don't make that soul connection to where you can say, oh, maybe I better not do that, then you're just going to blindly blunder in and do whatever and make things worse for yourself. You know, people, it's like God told me one time, we were talking, he says, you know, people blame me. They always say, you know, why did you do this to me? Why are you punishing me? And he's like, Mm. you know what? I don't have to do anything," he said. "Yeah, you guys do it all yourself. I'm just sitting <laughs> here, waiting and watching." He says, "You, you yeah. guys just do it yourself. I don't have to do anything."
2: <laughs> yeah, it's quite a it's quite a show, and the suffering is so immense. I'm just wondering, maybe, maybe like how? I guess there's nothing you can do, you know? Because I've had, you know, two. Okay, one one is involving my nephews, not as drastic as the other one. But I told him straight on, I said, You better admit everything and get a bit different lawyer. Your lawyer's weak. He can't oh I like my I said, don't I said, Don't say that again. Don't don't stay with that lawyer. And his poor wife was, was there. This is something he had done in the past, ten years past. And I even warned him about that. I even said, I know what what happened, so don't say it didn't happen. I said, You have to clear it. you know, whatever. Anyway, so he wouldn't listen, and then his poor wife was saying, Oh, 16 months he'll be out. 16 years. 16. <laughs> yeah. And I, 16 I had warned early. him, it warned him. I warned him even before the thing that happened 10 years ago happened, because for some reason I've got like a long distance. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Precursion. What can you say? Yeah. yeah, oh, okay, that's what it's yeah. called. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, sometimes It sometimes goes a on for 20, know. 30 years. Oh, yeah. I've had, you know, things, I've told people, I'm like, don't do this, don't do that. Oh, I would never do this. I would never do that. And they do. And they're like, you yeah. know, you're going to remember this later down the line. And they do. And it's like, yeah, you should have listened. But, you know, it's human nature. You're going to do what you're going to do. I said, I tried to warn it you. And take it's, you know, I well, one it. of the things
2: that happened, that I, a beautiful thing I forgot to tell you about that I, that I did is when I had my son. This was 1976, and I was mm-hmm. in the hospital. I wrote him a letter, and I wrote it to him, to his teenager self. And do you know he uh-huh. found that when he was 15? He said, Mom, can I read this? I went, yes. And he sat there sobbing. He said, you knew everything, Mom. I said, I know, honey. You know what I mean? I did. Yeah. You know, because he's,
1: yeah. a, it, he's it one to you, really
2: course, remarkable. Yes, it's amazing.
1: And that and that connection that you have, like, you know, the same way with my son when he was little and he's like, he says, I, you know, he couldn't talk very much. He was, you know, he was only like four, five,
0: not mm-hmm. even five years
1: old. And he's like, you know, make them go away. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he says, the ball, the oh, blue balls. And then I'm like, Okay, I said but they're not going to hurt you. And he sa- I said, "Why why do you see them like that?" And he took it, my hand and and put it on his forehead and I I could see everything that he saw. There was that instant connection that's always been there.
2: Oh, yes. I've and always said that, that with my said, son.
1: I told him I said I said those are angels. He's like he he sees thousands of them. He sees them like you want to see each other. It's wow,
2: like,
1: beautiful. Like, I told him, I said, just tell him to look like an angel, and it'll be fine. And so he did, and then, of course, they morphed into what we what we think of as an angel. And he, I asked him, like, not long ago, I said, you still see him like you used to? And he goes, yes, they drive me crazy. There's thousands of them.
0: <laughs> wow. Like,
1: oh, okay. I just move on. Well, he does he meal. see...
2: Does he see them like? Because um, I have seen a being that doesn't look like what we consider an angel, and they're just beings. So not really, they don't have a sex or anything like that. They're just beings. Uh, what he sees
1: is they're like they're um, they don't have a sex per se, but they do. They have the female energy or the male energy, mm-hmm. and they're they're all you know. It's like it hurts hurts to look at them. And they're so bright and they're so beautiful. Wow. And he said he says I just look at them out the corner of my eye. He said that's the only way I can stand to look at them. And I'm like, oh okay, you know, whatever. See, so I see them as as they as they truly are, and that's the thing. Like I do with the demons, I see them as they really are. I don't see a preconceived idea of a demon. I see it in in rare. When I started seeing them that way, when I was about five. And uh, before that, I saw them just as black blobs. And mm-hmm. Mike, Michael came to me, and he said, "You know, you see them at, through an angel's eyes." He says, "That's that's why you see them as they truly, as they truly are." And uh, that's why I can understand them, even though they speak in the ancient language of Aramaic. I can understand them. I can see them. I can kill them. <laughs> Which they don't like, of course. But uh, that's, that's wonderful. And uh, well, you're a, you're a aerial a wom- I have aerial inside of me. So when I died in my motorcycle accident, Michael says, "You know, this is this is because you need to start doing what you're supposed to be doing in this world. He said, you're supposed to be, you know, slaying demons. That's what you're all about." And he made me relive all my lives back to the core soul. And he, and he says, "Look down at yourself." He says. I didn't have my physical body. I had an angelic body. And he says, this is who you truly are. He says, "You, your soul is Ariel the Archangel. She's a demon slayer. And he says, the, this is your job in this lifetime. And so people, whenever I she comes forward, people see wings coming out of my shoulders and my eyes turn white, my voice changes, and my face changes. And my consciousness my physical consciousness goes to the rear and she comes forward and she takes care of the demons and that's the way people don't you know people that see her say she's fierce looking she's like says if i didn't know you i would be afraid of her (laughs) i'm like well you know she's fighting demons she has to be fierce she has to be a warrior she's always been a warrior and that's why it doesn't take me longer than a minute or two to remove them.
2: Well, it's so strange you're saying this because I'm, in my mind's eye, I'm seeing this uh, the cover of the book uh, Red Dragon. And mm-hmm. Red, do you know the Silence of the Lambs is actually a sequel to The Red Dragon, the guy that wrote The Red Dragon? It's a sequel to that book. And I, I never knew that. But anyway, so I looked at the cover, and there is a. A stunning angel, she's beautiful, uh-huh. and above her, over her head, and who she's fighting is the red, the red dragon, the uh-huh. the evil one. And uh-huh. uh, William Blake painted these series of pictures, and that's one of William Blake's work. I think we're all familiar uh-huh. with the ones that swirling angels and all that, you know, very powerful work. Uh-huh. But that's what and you said that that's what I saw in my mind's eye that you're able to slay the dragon. And uh, a a beautiful angel, strong angels there, and you would think by looking at that that she won't be able to do it, but she can. You know, because we're yeah, that's, cause that's, the red dragon is very formidable, but so is she. You know, yeah, it's I was going to say it's
1: like that's the thing with her. She's you know they they fear her. Uh, you know, yes, demons they fear they fear Ariel, Michael, and the They have a God created before we had the war between quote unquote heaven and hell. God created a legion of warriors, and there were the Legion of Light that trained all of the warriors, and that's comprised of Ariel, Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael. They were the Legion. They're the head archangels, and during during the fight, Michael disarmed Lucifer, and Ariel disarmed his son, and put them down and. And God put them into a dark realm of ex- existence. So they, there are two archangels that guard the entrance to it. And there's one inside. Azurel is inside. He asked God to be able to go into the dark realm and to watch for angels that would want to come home instead of being in the dark realm. And he's had a handful of them over the centuries. But he still remains vigil. He watches over and waits, but he manages to well, get messages through to everybody.
2: yeah, that's the important part is that the message to all of us is to stay strong that um yeah. you'll hear some like I don't understand why people believe things that just aren't true, but they're very much just believing in and solidly believe in that it's uh. Yeah. And it's stupid stuff, too. It's not like it's very intelligent. It's just really stupid
1: junk <laughs> well,
2: that you should know well, better like, And yet.
1: It's like, it's like, why do people contact me that have some of the demons and, they're, mm-hmm. and they've are and they got their self-caught and want help? It's like, really? Yes. I said, I'll remove <laughs> it once. I said, if it happens again, it's not my problem. You know. Yeah, you because... Don't be messing with them.
2: It's I don't know, it's just flabbergasted to me and it's, uh I I won't I will not bring up certain things but
1: um
2: <laughs> how <laughs> uh don't get me what is the motive behind <laughs> these possessors or negative entities?
1: Well, stop and think about it. If you think logically about it, they were there was the war and they weren't always they weren't always dark they were light just the way we were but the mm-hmm. thing is lucifer you know there was a you know we traveled the galaxies for for eons as uh, as just pure energy but before that we had physical bodies on another planet I'll be star war far far away and so we the entity that we call god found us we were a primitive people And over centuries, he helped us to overcome poverty and war and famine, disease, everything. And as we kept going, we started evolving into pure energy. And we had to wait till everyone evolved. And then we traveled, you know, and saw everything and, you know, watched planets being born and everything. And then one day, a lot of them said, listen, we'd really like have physical bodies again you know it's been so long since i had a child since i knew physical love you know and so there was about three quarters of the group said yes we want to do this we need to find a suitable planet and lucifer and his followers said no way uh-uh. we don't want to be subject to growing old pain disease we don't want any of that and so that's what started the whole war and once it was over then, you know, they were they were relegated to the dark realm. And over time at first they were fine with it because, you know, Lucifer got to be king of his own castle, so to speak. But over time they've grown angry and revengeful vengeful and just just mean. And they every soul that lives has a white light soul in it. And they're out there causing much pain and suffering that they feel at the that the person needs to have because they're they've been suffering all this time in the dark, so why not uh why not ventil suffering on the on the living person, and that's why they do it
2: oh, you know what uh that makes perfect sense because that's why humans do it,
0: yeah you know exactly. what I mean
2: it's uh, i okay so yeah. I had something really bad that happened to me so long ago, but i I remember it like it was yesterday, and God did get me out of this. But what happened was, I, this is what we should not do for our listeners or any of us. Don't override your instinct that tells you no. Run. Yeah. Just follow your instinct and get the hay out of there, okay? So this happened to me a many long time ago. So it was, hitchhiking was the norm back in those days. I don't know if it's not now. Yeah. But back then, that's, no. that was how we got around. We we hitchhike yeah. and people didn't have a car. You hitchhike and then and mostly you got there. This happened. time, yeah. right? This time, this car picked me up and it was a. I'll never forget. It, it was a white Thunderbird. And mm-hmm. I put my hand on the door handle, and it's. I heard no. Don't go. And mm-hmm. I overrode it because he opened the door yeah. and said, "Get in." Kick. And then the, the head, seats were yeah. yes. So he folded the seat forward and got me in the back.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, anyway, God helped me because they took me, and they took me, they went right by. Like in the movies, you watch as a poor person sitting back of that car watching their off-ramp go by. That's what I did. Yeah. And then they got off in this God-forsaken place out up at the hills on Signal Hill. And there's oil derricks back there. And they took me back there where the oil derricks and the oil fields were. And um, God helped me because I started actually praying but with my eyes open. I don't know if you've ever been desperate, that desperate, but I was that desperate, praying with my eyes open. And -hmm. later on, as I stopped screaming and crying, they they. Just got flabbergasted with me, and then God interceded for me. But they drove drove away, and they were driving till I stopped crying because they didn't touch. I let them touch me. They tried to get my purse. I wouldn't let them. I said in my mind, I said, "You give them an inch, it'll get a mile." So once they got my purse, I knew they had me. So I could not even give them a little inch, nowhere to touch me or anything. So, and it was two against me. Anyway. So uh, they finally were driving around, and I was crying, and I think I said why. And the the guy, one guy told me why, and he said because they don't care about us, and we don't care about them. That's what he said. So I guess they they were raised up in foster homes, and they were treated cruelly, and they decided everybody's cruel. So you treat us like yeah. that? That's what you're gonna get. Even innocent people. That's why it, it doesn't make logical sense. But when you're no, saying yeah, for the lower but, power, the lower power yeah. make you pay for something to happened to them happened thousands of years ago.
1: Right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just it's almost like you know, like I said, it's close to human nature. So it's like uh, it. That's just the way it is. And they rue the day that they run into me. And
2: that's that's problem. right. Well, I don't have any problem
1: taking them
2: out. Right, you're put in a in place to do that because we do need warriors out there that aren't afraid to play pray that they'll go and help people. That you know, have you ever tried to help somebody that just just seemed like that you couldn't help them, but then they really needed Uh, it?
1: Yeah, and a lot of times. I, every now and then I'll get one that's like, you know, in a, in a weak moment they'll reach out for help. And mm-hmm. then they'll decide that, no, they, they don't need your help. And and that usually with me, usually when it happens it's because there's a demon there that was trying to tell them you don't need help, you're fine. You know, they're they're using them to, you know, play the game. And I just look at him. I say, oh, okay, that's fine. And then I reach in and I pull the demon out. And I think then they're on their that's
2: way. That's it. That's it. Okay. And, uh, okay, because I'm uh, uh, I have, I'm re- just retired uh, this past year, but I've been a uh, counselor for federal prisoners. I'm a forensic counselor. So, anyway, mm-hmm. I've had to... This is what I have to do. It's like I'm listening in my office and I'm counseling somebody. They're telling me the same song and dance and everything, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then I'll have to say, do you really want to help with that? <laughs> right. And uh, then once in a while they'll say uh, yes. And I'll say, do I have permission to actually talk to you and tell you the truth? They say yes, so I have to go shut that door <laughs> because we're going to start yelling. You know what I mean? And that's what happens. We yep. we, we go yeah. to go to battle, and it's some and it takes yeah. an, a very interesting person that was willing to do it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they'll mm-hmm. they're a yeah. little scared, but not really scared. You know what I mean? Because these are some big, right. strong, tough to men. Yes.
1: Yeah, but they have to be really scared before they'll do it.
2: They, that's what I'm saying. So inside they know this is going to help me. But I've had, mm-hmm. you know, counselors come to the door and knock on the door. Are you guys okay? Well, yes, we're okay. Leave us alone. You know what I mean? Because we're yelling back and forth <laughs> about the foolishness of what you're doing. You know, usually it's all practical yeah. stuff. It's just it's just uh, mm-hmm. need to be told, okay, that side drinking you're doing, you're going to go back to prison for it. You know what I mean? Or or whatever yeah. it is. And they'll deny, deny, yeah. deny. All of a sudden, yeah. okay, I did. I said, I well, you already know I did, but they can't help it because they're hooked on lying. You know what I yeah. mean? They're hooked yeah. on protecting that yeah. spot of whatever it is. I understand. Yeah. I understand, yeah. but I also I know you're to, going to straight to hell in a hand basket along with your family.
1: Yeah. You know what you mean? Have I mean? You have to find something that they care about.
2: Well, oh, I do that too. Okay, so one guy, I said, give me yeah pictures in your wallet of your kids. Oh yeah, I have four. I have four kids. Okay, put them on the desk. So we're looking at the pictures of the kids. Aren't they beautiful? I love these little kids. Now you tell them why you're going back to prison. And I went, what? You know what I mean? I said because you're chipping away. You chip, and chip, and chip. <laughs> oh, we have your own yeah. freedom. You know what I mean? And then pretty soon I get a call. Ring. Pick up the phone. It's collect from Pablo Prison. I went, hello. I take the call, of course. Hello, yeah. you showed me my kid's picture What I do it. I said, you might have a problem. Because <laughs> right? yeah. I think so. Because these people, these people are smart. You know what I mean? But we're all stupid in another way that we need people like you to help us with. Because we're stupid yeah. in a certain way, and it's that little blind spot we have to our own self and all failings.
1: Yeah, the denial, you know, that's like, like in, when you are saying, Oh, your voice? No. Because yes. you let your head talk you out of what your soul was saying. That's the soul connection that does Oh, that. yes. We're stupid. We're human. We'll turn around and say, No, no, no That's That's fine. It's fine. And every time we do, we pay for it. I learned Pay a long for time it ago dearly. It's like get your foot and
2: your hand out of the flame. It's gonna burn you, burn. But yeah. that sneaky little, you know, I see it like a monkey spirit or something.
1: <laughs> it's gonna yeah. put their hand yeah. on the flame.
2: Uh,
1: the monkey <sighs> on your back, yeah.
2: <laughs> yes, and I think uh, a wonderful Christian writer has spoke about, you know about that. I don't know if you you read C.S. Lewis.
0: Mm,
2: he he speaks to, about writing, addiction. <laughs> C.S. Lewis. Yeah, you don't have time for this. but Anyway, but he talks about how that in the end, when you overcome, you know, the monkey that had you, now you have the monkey. Right. You know what I mean? It's a tiny one on the little, yep. little chain, you know? So that's what I think we're all fighting against is that, uh, you know where it once had you, you now have it at bay. You know, and a person yeah, that can actually help you do that.
1: Yep, you have to turn the table on them. It's like, yeah, you know, that's why this book, this new book, is so important. It's it's demons here, the beginning. It's all about bringing awareness of what's going on, and how these things work, you know, and how to stop them, and. Just bringing awareness alone will help to stop them, and they don't want me to get the book out. It's kind of like uh, when I the book I wrote The "Dark Side of the Paranormal." They they did everything they could to keep me from, you know, getting it out there to help people. And I hear I hear all the time how much it helps, how much they've been helped by it. So it's like it's worth it if it helps one person, it's worth it. Well, oh, it's it's that you've
2: written several books: paranormal encounters, paranormal encounters two, the dark side of the paranormal, out of time, demon seekers, the journey romance. begins. Okay, yeah. that which which and, one and was that the out of time? To
1: the out of time is a is a, a light romance that I wrote. Um, I have a sequel to it coming out, but what it's it's a different kind of romance. It's to, it's a paranormal romance, but it's told from the views of the guardian angels, the ghosts, mm. the animals, and the individuals. Everybody, you know, so you're knowing what each person is thinking, and you're knowing you know, the conversations that go on on the other side between you know, the guides and guardians and stuff. And it's—I've it, never read a book like that, and I thought, well, this is a cool. One. People seem to like it, so you know, I have like four books in the works right now.
2: Yeah, and you have a website, right? MysticConnections.com? dot com.
1: MysticConnections dot org.
2: Dot org. That, okay. So, and then the the way to get a hold of you is Demonseer yeah, one at AOL dot com.
1: Go to the website and there's a contact page. You just just click on that and you can enter your information there, and it comes directly to me.
2: Okay, that's good. Now, can I ask you another question? I don't want to sure. take up too much more of your time, because I know you've had a very sure. long day. I mean, I would keep you on here for another couple hours, but I, I have to uh, give you your space and let you rest. Um, have you ever been personally attacked by anything?
1: Um, no, they don't. Uh, once once they sense aerial inside of me, that they, they steer clear. You know, I've had ones that have tried to come up to me. I had an incident where my younger brother, my sister-in-law called me and they said, there's something wrong with your brother. His eyes are turning black and he's growling and it's not good. So this was my first removal where, you know, Michael said, you're going to have to do a removal sometime. you got to, you know, you're going to have to experience it because this is when I first started doing them. And so, you know, because you're, you're thinking, oh, these things can kill my ass. You know, I'm going to have to be careful. And he says, so I went up there, and Michael and Gabe were there, and they were saying, call it out, summon the demon. So they said, get out of your car and summon it. And I said, demon, come forth. And it came through the wall of the house towards me. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, crap. You know, and it's about five feet away. And that's as far as it got, because Ariel came Mm -hmm. forward and grabbed it by the throat and sliced through it, so it no longer exists. And I looked at Michael and Gabe, I said, really? They They said, well, you had to learn how to do it. You had to know that she would protect you, and this is how it works. And I'm like, you could have just told me. They're like, no, 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 it wasn't as funny as you doing it.
0: <laughs>
1: Rats, rat, they are. <laughs> well because it I've ever seen anything like that. <laughs> yeah. I just I they, they they have a tendency to stay clear of me. They don't wanna have anything. To
0: do I, I think I would. I mean
2: because uh you know, when they show up looking like gummy bears, you gotta, you gotta worry about what's kinda of going on in the demon world. Like, what the hell? <laughs> There's a gummy bear out here waiting now for you. <laughs> you know,
1: every now and then well, you get what I call an evolving. I've had uh, one uh, a couple weeks ago. And demons do evolve just as, you know, the, uh, angels evolve. But demons evolve, shall we say. <laughs> they uh, like, This one was like half banshee, half uh, creepy crawly dude, and all crazy. Mm-hmm. It was just like, it was like. It was insane. It was, like, mentally ill. It's like, oh, my God, really? Yes. If you had any brains, you'd be running the other way. But, of course, it had no brains. But, mm-hmm. you know, the people think there's no hierarchy, you know, between the dark and the light. But that's not true. The Lucifer and the old ones, they're – Lucifer is the head, and the old ones mm-hmm. are, like, equal to archangels. And then the lesser demons are the ones, like, our hormonal teenagers. They run rampant. Yes. That you know, they respect the archangels. Lucifer respects Ariel. He will listen to her. He will – he's actually asked her for favors. And it's like she says, you owe me a favor. So there you go. But, mm. yeah, I mean, there is that respect. And people think, no, that can't be. But it is. It's truly It's truly there. I do the possession case where this woman had left case in her. And it got down to the last one. And it wasn't wanting to leave. And I had to dig into its brain to see why it wouldn't leave. And I found out that it was given a job to do for Lucifer, and it just didn't bother to do it. It just went off and did its own thing. So it had been hiding out for years <clears throat> in this woman. And so I said, "Okay, but if you do, you want to go home? Do you want to go to the light?" And he's, you know, and the demon's like, "I can go." And I said, "Well, I'll ask Jesus to come for you." And I had a friend that's an ordained minister. He was there, and uh, my, my other friend was there. And this huge arm came out of nowhere and stretched out towards the woman, where the demon was still at. And of course, the demon thought it was a trick, so it refused. And Jesus withdrew his hand. I said, Okay, if you're going to be that way, I said, I'll just send for Lucifer. And I called Lucifer. And he appeared down the end of the hallway in this, in this apartment. And my friends are like, Freaking, because here he comes walking towards them and me. And Lucifer says, I could rip the demon out now, but the woman would die. And he says, I know you don't want that. He told Ariel. He says I'll be back for him, and he turned and walked back down the hallway and disappeared. And at 3 a.m. we all woke up in our respective beds and heard it, it's done. And the next day I called the woman, and, and she says she says I've never felt this way in so long—20 years. I, I I don't know what's like to be normal. So I said you need to get counseling right away. I said because you have PTSD. I said you need counseling. Yeah you know so she got she started her counseling so that was a good thing but it's it's just odd things like that you know it's like my friend said you know this was like four or five years ago and he's like you know I still I've always known god existed i've always known that lucifer existed but to see them in the same apartment at almost the same time he says i still can't wrap my head around it he says but it made me it made me stronger he said it, because I told him, I said, you have to come. I said, you fear the dark ones. I said, you can't be a minister of any use to anyone if you fear the dark ones. And he said, it's giving me the strength and the faith to to go and work. But occasionally he talks with uh, me occasionally. You know, I I pull him along because he, he's always willing to go, and and I think he, it's good for him to get the experience, some more experience. But... Uh, you know, he's thankful for that, and he's helped others. You know. So there yeah, you fear fear workers. is our
2: enemy. That's for sure. Fear is yeah. our enemy. It's a a fear is a, as it's said as I've read is it's like a rusting corrosive thread. You know, it, 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 it rusting it away at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People ask
1: me, you know, aren't you ever afraid? Don't, aren't you scared of them? I'm like, no. Why should I be? I said, you know, fear is a weakness. And they're like a shark sensing blood. You won't, you'll be screwed if you have any weakness. You have to have complete faith in yourself, faith in God, and faith in what you're doing. I don't fear them at all because I know they can't get me. And that, that's their biggest downfall is believing that when when they see me, all they see, oh they're kind of stupid in the way that they just... Look like a lot of people They look at the outside and they think Oh it's just another stupid human I'm going to have fun you know Scaring the hell out of her And then once Ariel comes forward It's too late for them Their buns are mine
2: Well you know you are are Not you know in the spiritual realm You've been trained But you actually entered uh, The military at the age of 18 And were uh, Trained as a military nurse and then EMT, and you're still an active nurse. I mean, you are actually physically and spiritually a warrior here. Yeah,
1: that's why I say this. People say there's no such thing.
2: Yes, there is. I've been
1: fighting it all my life. (laughs) I've been fighting it all my life.
2: Well, some people would like to say that uh, there's no evil and there's just choices. Uh, Excuse me. That's why uh, sometimes bad things happen to good people. It's because there is evil that comes in the world, right. you know. And but it's, I, it's I, I but I do know, know who wins in the end. You know, there is an ending someday that we've been promised. You know, so uh, our higher power yeah. will will win at all times in the end, and all time for all time. So that's why we yeah. don't fear and don't go to the dark side because. I've had a, I've had a few, I don't know if you picked up on it, but I've had a few very strange and un, unusual experiences. And at one yeah. point, I did meet that lower power that you're talking about. And I found out something about him. He is very beautiful because somebody asked me to explain him one time. I said, well, have you ever seen the yeah, most nice beautiful? The shining one. Beanie? Yes. Have you ever seen the most beautiful, handsome man you've ever seen in your whole life? I mean, ever, ever. That's what he looks like. And he was dressed in a gorgeous three piece suit, beautiful, he's handsome. This is what I found out about him. He loathes us, loathing. He loathes oh, yeah. us with a hate oh, yeah. that's beyond anything you could ever imagine. So people that play that side, I wonder about, yeah. you know, their intellectual level because he hates your guts yeah. the whole time you're busy worshiping yeah. him, he yeah. hates you. He thinks you're an idiot. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's true yeah he does he it's have harsh respect for him He
2: has no is, respect but, for yeah. a human even though we are yeah. we're the inheritors if we've been raised in right. you know certain religions well i i've been raised that we're the king and queen you know we're the ones that get yeah. the royal crown you know mm-hmm. not them so there's a reason for that loathing is, to go on
1: yeah people don't understand that because of the hierarchy it doesn't mean that they you know, they respect the archangels. It doesn't mean they have to like them, but they respect because mm-hmm. they know. Cause it's like Ariel told him one time, You screw me, and hell isn't big enough for me to, to be able to find you. I'll think.
2: Mm hmm. problem. And yeah, because there's sorry. a, a and certain he knows that will. Yeah, there's a. Um, I, I read Carl Jung's uh, book on answer to Job one time. Of what happened, you know, because we all, we understand what happened to Job, but why, you know, why is all this visited upon Job? And some of this is a test of faith, and Mm -hmm. that's it. And, you know, we don't know why in our but we do know the reward is great by holding fast and true, And, and to be that one. That overcomes, you know, because things are very tempting, especially now when you don't have, uh, you know, your bearings in the world. Nobody knows what the heck is going on, but that's when you fight. Right. For, like you're out there in the trenches right now, fighting for us. Yeah. We can't even leave the house here in California. You know, it's that bad around yeah. here. Yeah. You, and, but you're right out yeah. in amongst it. So this yeah. is, this is yeah,
1: worked
2: uh, the whole time. Oh my God. Well, you need to get some rest up tonight, and um, I want to let you know how much I respect you. Uh, and I, I want everybody to go out and get her books. So, where can we listen to you next time, June?
1: Um, I, I've got, uh, I've got some things coming up on. Uh, I'll put it on Facebook. I've got a couple yeah, of
2: put it different put
1: on Facebook uh, places uh, that radio shows that i'm going to be doing i'm also going to be teaching at the oregon ghost conference which is the last weekend in march hopefully it'll be in person but if it's not we have virtual you can get it on virtual visit so oh
0: that i'm hoping it'll be in person
1: well yeah um i do
2: hope that we're on the other side of this by by then and uh What's your advice for everybody to stay out of spiritually and healthy-wise? What's your your, uh, one woman's advice to keep us healthy right now?
1: Uh, Just don't lose your faith and just understand that you're doing everything that you can to stay healthy, to keep your family healthy. And COVID is out there just like the regular flu is out there. If you do the proper things that you're supposed to do, with the hand washing and wearing your mask and stuff, then that's always a win-win situation.
2: It is because you know we there. should have been doing God's that.
1: Been people say
2: it. they don't like it, but I like it. I don't. I have never liked it, anybody you know, breathing on my food. <laughs>
0: you
1: know what I mean. I've
2: tough. never. We I've always we suspiciously like watched medicine. people.
1: When we're kids, we don't like taking nasty medicine, but we do it anyway. It makes no. us better.
2: That's what I mean. I mean it's not that we don't like it, but I, I kinda like what happened. You know everybody has to be extra clean, now they you know this and that, you know, but this this Christmas it'll be a little tough. I know I'm aware of that because the money isn't coming, the money's funny. You know, for sure. a lot of yeah. lot of people. And uh the service sector has been hard hit and I feel so bad because I know plenty of people that are servers and they're you know, and industries yeah. are just shut all down them. and slammed. Yeah. Yeah. And all the owners of those businesses and you know, it's uh it's just it's been kinda of rough. So anyway, let's yeah. just all just pray for each other and um June you've been wonderful to have on the show. Uh really. Uh I feel like you're just have a heart of gold and you put your 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 energy where it matters the most, out there helping everybody. But you always have been, you know.
1: Yeah, I have to. It's part of part of who I am. Can't change that.
2: That's it. You can't change it. But that's good for us. We're glad to have you on this planet. We need more of you.
1: I'm building up. I'm building up a legion of light workers here in the physical world. (laughs) Good. That's every time. Every time I remove a demon, I tell people. You know what my payment is for this? Pass it on Help somebody
2: That's exactly that it So, so if you have
1: have, if have, you have an issue Yep
2: They can contact they can, you at DMCR1 At AOL Dot uh, Dot com I mean and then
1: uh, Dot com Or uh, Y
2: you, Yeah you've got to say it Because I'm, I'm my head's a little bit <laughs> uh, Whatever <laughs>
1: So anyway, yeah. and I'm
2: I'm really happy that we were able to carry on and keep talking no matter what happened because I I really love a tr- and admire a trooper because uh, I actually saw the switchboard went crazy too at the same time there was an extreme amount of people on here <laughs> that's why I didn't pick up any phone calls because I thought man we're being attacked right now so now there's the show <laughs> do something good you're always gonna regret it. <laughs>
1: So, you keep yeah, going. Yeah. No good diesels, you know funny. what
2: I mean? <laughs> That's right. That's what I'm
0: saying.
2: So, I wasn't expected to come down on us that hard, but okay. Okay,
0: people. or
2: non people. Whoever you are, leave us alone.
0: Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Love
2: you. I'll see you on Facebook. You ha- okay. Happy right. holidays. God, God bless bye. you. Okay. Bye bye. too. Okay, my listeners. So, we have had the. Show of the Night with June Lundgren, author, gifted psychic medium, and military nurse. So you can reach her at, if I say it right again, Demonseer1 at AOL.com and at mysticconnections.org. And read her books, Paranormal's Encounters 1 and 2, The Dark Side of Paranormal at a Time, Demon Seeker, The Journey Begins, and it's going to be uh, Volume 1, The Beginning, and that's going to go up to Volume 4, so be sure to look her up on Amazon, because that's where I usually get my books, and I actually do my Kindle from Amazon, too, so anyway, I wish all of you a very wonderful evening, keep our prayers for June, because she's doing hard work, and all of our nurses and doctors, and helping people you know they're helping against this uh pandemic it's it's been huge but this is a test of faith young people's okay so i do have a little treat let's see because i won't be doing uh a special thing I'm going to do next sunday but i'm going to i'm going to play something for you this is a a song by my son and I love his version of this song, and it's called he gets that from me. And this is from my son, my son Micah McCain
0: His early morning attitude you have to drag him out of bed. And only frosted flakes will do. He gets that from me. He gets that from me. His curly hair and his knobby knees. The way the sun brings rose freckles out. He talks and talks and never miss a bee. He gets that from me He gets that from me For him I don't know what I do he gets that from you everything to me, he gets that from you, he gets that from you, last night I heard him pray, Lord help me and daddy make it tell mama will be okay. He said he sure misses you. He sure misses you. He really misses
2: on Michael McCain and I never listen so hard to these words and it is for those that we have lost it, that we miss them so much and uh, God bless everybody if you have some someone that has passed away recently or far away that we do miss them and we love them still and I know that they love us still so I will see you next Friday The Paranormal and Sacred where the unheard may be heard and We'll bring you another thoughtful look or speaker from where I have no idea at this moment, but I will be with you next Sunday and we're going to do, uh, a special about, um, not only revelation three that's coming up, but also that, uh, we're going to do a, a memory of my mother and, uh, I just want to tell you guys I love you very much so much, so thank you so much for listening to the show, and I appreciate you, and I'll see you next week, and come back soon. Love you all. Bye-bye.